So, as we continue in our series on the Apostles' Creed, uh, today we are come to look at conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. You see, for centuries the church has preserved this essential doctrine, the doctrine of the virgin birth. In, in one of the, the ways that it's, it's preserved all of the doctrines, and that, and that is through song, through, through, through hymnody. Um, be it through ancient hymns or, or modern worship songs, we're reminded of biblical truth. And there's always those, there's always those which slip through the cracks, so to speak, and, and, and don't teach specifically as, as the scriptures would. And we have to be wary uh, of that in, in, in the old hymns and in, and in some of the new stuff. But when it comes to today's subject, when it comes to what we're looking at today, we find many um, carols, many Christmas carols, many Advent carols, which speak to and uphold the truth of the virgin birth. So before I say any more, I'm going to invite you to join me in singing a couple of those. And we're going to start with Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Joyful 
silent night holy night all is calm all is bright round yon virgin mother child holy infant so tender and mild sleep in heavenly peace sleep in heavenly peace so i'm amazed that even within the church we have to defend this doctrine of the virgin birth uh, and for some this is just a made-up story a myth um, a, a, an invitation to back up this perceived fallacy for some of really jesus's deity and we just sang that about jesus deity and, and so far in this series i have been uh, really emphasizing the importance of getting things right from the beginning of, of, of starting off in the right place so that we're able to arrive at the correct destination and and sadly this essential doctrine um, for other churches um, is is neglected okay. um, as other essential doctrines are that, that, that scripture supports um, and by the same way that, that the apostles creed sums up and um, when it comes to 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 the virgin birth um, some just choose to treat it as I guess unsophisticated and, and, and bogus um, and, and over the last few years, as I've been at, at St. John, I've, I've consistently stood on Scripture as being God's Word. As, as being God's Word for us, uh, as being truth. Um, and on Jesus as being the Word made flesh. They, they, you see, they, they go together. All, all Scripture points to Jesus and all of Jesus points to Scripture. It, it's not possible to separate them. And what the word tells us is therefore true as Jesus, the word made flesh, is the way, the truth and the life. And as I've said that, I just want to pause. I want to go and play another carol. Um, you can sing along or you can choose to just allow those words to, to be sung to you. And as you listen to them, just think on those things that I just said on how some choose to question the virgin birth. Some choose to question the deity of Jesus. That he is the word made flesh. So let's just come and have a sing or a listen to what child is this? What child is this to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping whom angels greet with anthem sweet while shepherds watch our keeping this this is Christ the King whom shepherds guard and angels sing haste haste to bring him Lord the babe, the son of Mary. 
salvation brings Let loving hearts enthrone Him This, this is Christ the King Whom shepherds guard and angels sing Haste, haste to bring Him, Lord, the babe, the Son of Mary. Why lies He in such mean estate, where oxen and ass are feeding? Good Christians fear for sinners here, the silent word is pleading. be born for me, for you. Hail, hail the Word made flesh, the babe, the son of Mary. The child laid to rest on Mary's lap, sleeping, is Jesus Christ the King, the Son of God, and the Son of Mary? And as I, as I said last week in this in this series on the Apostles' Creed, that if we if we turn to anything other than Jesus revealed to us in Scripture, then we turn to an idol, to a, a reconstruction, a, a poor imitation. And, and on this point, the Scriptures are clear. The Apostles' Creed, in summarising the scripture, is clear. Um, the word teaches nothing other than the virgin birth. The birth of Jesus was miraculous, supernatural. Uh, and the Gospel writers, they don't hold back on telling this to us. Uh, Matthew chapter 1, I'm going to read from verse 18 just now. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be pregnant from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to divorce her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son and you are to name him Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the prophet had spoken. Look, the virgin shall become pregnant and give birth to a son. And they shall call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And when Joseph awoke from his sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had given birth to a son, and he named him Jesus. So the prophet referenced here is Isaiah, and, and where we find this is both in, in chapter 7, verse 14, and chapter 9, verses 6 through 7, of this foretelling of the virgin birth. And, and then Luke, in his telling us, of the story as well how mary found out that she was to become pregnant in chapter one i'll begin a reading from verse 26 in in the sixth month the angel gabriel was sent to god 
by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and he said, Greetings, favoured one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favour with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And therefore the child will be born holy. He will be called Son of God. There you go, 10 verses from Luke. And it reminds us and it tells us Mary was a virgin. It details that the child will be conceived by the Holy Spirit. See, it's, it's, it's fundamental because without the virgin birth, there is no gospel. There's no good news. There's no grace. And there's no God in Christ. Basically, the way which we see Christ's conception, it impacts the whole story of redemption. If we don't believe into the virgin birth, we don't get to believe into the life of Jesus as the gospel tells us. So let's pause again and we're going to have another song, another, another song we're going to let all mortal souls keep silent. Self for heavenly 
Basically, the church fathers, they knew, they, they, they understood that in order for Jesus to be saviour, that, that he needed to be God. And the carol that we just played, it emphasises this with the words that Christ our God to earth descendeth. And it follows it up with words that speak to last, last week's subject, um, to Christ's Lordship, saying our full homage to demand. See, Jesus is Lord of all. He's the King of the cosmos. And because he is fully God and fully man, he is Saviour because he is fully God and fully man. And if he were simply not god but just man he wouldn't be the messiah he wouldn't be the anointed one but he is he is lord because he is fully god and fully man and he is savior because he is fully god and he is fully man And because of that, he's able to atone for our sins through his sacrifice. 
It's essential for us as Christians, for our faith that Christ died for our sins. And it is because of Christ that we are set free, that we are um, no longer in chains, that we're freed from the captivity that we create for ourselves because of sin. And, and there are plenty of people in the day since Jesus, since Jesus was, was um, crucified, died, buried, rose again from the dead. Many that believe that, this, uh, that his resurrection is mythical as the same way they believe the virgin birth is mythical. Um, and it really kind of all begins with thinking of um, the Enlightenment a little. And, and then liberal theologians. And, and when I say liberal, I'm not, I'm not talking political connotations here. We're, we're talking uh, in, in terms of um, open-mindedness, free-thinking um, people, along the lines of that connected to the, the, the theology. And, 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 and in, in this case, liberal theologians, they, they, they continue to question the validity of Scripture, the truth that is within the pages that we read, um, to the point that it serves them as simply an historic text. Not, not, not God's word, but just an historic text. And, and, and thus it's, it's subject to criticism as all other historic texts are. Um, and those two things, the Enlightenment and, and the increase, um, I guess the birth and the increased use of liberal theology it really is what accounts for movement which sees um, the church move away from orthodoxy see if one cannot believe that the virgin birth occurred then we might as well write off all examples of God's miraculous work um, which is shown to us in the pages of both the Old and the New Testaments and you can think of of many miracles I'm sure within the new but you'll also if you look through the pages of the old testament you will see miracles happening through the prophets see we worship a god of miracles we worship a god that is the same yesterday today and forever and if you agree that these two statements are true then we worship a god who even now is working in miracles because if he has worked in miracles and he's the same yesterday, today and forever, he still works in miracles. And the miracle of the virgin birth, it simply, it emphasises the need for God to be working in a supernatural way through history and into the future. See, because God is working in miracles right now in all of us. Every single one of you who is watching this, either live or, or joining in to watch a later date, God is working miracles in you. See, as Christ, through the Holy Spirit, enters into your life and is, is birthed in your heart, beginning that, that transformational process of, of recreating you, of making you new, of bringing you to new life. That, that, that's the same power which acted in Mary's womb. And as we state that we believe work to conceive Jesus. So don't feel 
the need to be, I guess, embarrassed by, uh, ashamed of, um, uncomfortable with the idea of the virgin birth. Because we as a church, as the church worldwide, um, need to be professing that on this earth, Jesus came, was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. We need to profess that belief. We need to teach it. We need to preach it. We need to share it. We need to be upholders of that truth, of that doctrine. And where we see it being questioned, we need to stand up for it. And so it's a kind of a abbreviated, shortened message today, just hitting home that simple truth. And so to finish this, um, I want to invite you I want to invite you to come and worship. I want to invite you to not be afraid, to, to grab the good news of great joy that comes from the babe, born in Bethlehem, born of a virgin, declared by the angels. I want to invite you to enter in to worship where you in your entire being magnify his name we're going to have a, a one more song before I, I i close us out this morning um we're just going to sing my soul magnifies the lord
and so may the joy of the angels may the eagerness of the shepherds may the perseverance of the wise men and the obedience of joseph and mary and the peace of the christ child be yours as you go and worship this day and the blessing of god almighty father son and holy spirit be with you now and always amen